And so it is. The shorter story. No love, no glory, no hero in her sky. Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast of high adventure, low dice rolls and intermediate levels of terrible puns. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. You can find me on Twitter at Glenatron. You can find the music from the show at crudelyformedchords.bandcamp.com. And with me, as always, are the Hawks, although one of them appears to still be disconnected. So in order of there he's here. how confused they look by the internet's existence, we'll go Pete. Hi, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger. Ali. I'm Ali. And I play Enigma. Enigma. Or do I? Ooh. <laughs> and Gwyn. Uh, hello, I'm Gwyn. I play Percival Cleft. The Paladin. Gwyn is looking extremely healthy. Yeah, I feel very... New COVID variants. Gwyn has the look of a man who really needs to be wearing a nightshirt with a little hat. Great, yeah. Gwyn, I've got to talk to you about those hats because I had to wear one on retreat and it saved yeah. my life. Because I was in a draft, yeah. <laughs> so wearing and wearing like a cap on my head, yeah, meant I could I sleep know. really well. All of these things we've forgotten. There's lots of alternative hats. Why did you pick that kind of hat? Well, I actually didn't. Like, uh, it was it was like a a, a scarf, basically. But oh, right. I, I wanted. Was, I thought Buddhists were really into Wiggly <laughs> Willy Winky. We've forgotten all the hard-earned lessons that our ancestors uh, suffered for. Yeah. We are entering the new Winky era. That's what it is. <laughs> and I'm Tristan T. Winky, the bard. <laughs> Nailed it. Welcome to the new the Winky era. The T stands for Winky. <laughs> the T stands for Twink. <laughs> oh, man. Which is quite ironic, seeing as the other character Stu has played here was a bear. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, there we go. Let's cover all bases. Yeah. When last we saw our heroes, they were investigating a murder. It turned out that Enigma's sister had been murdered on purpose by a group known as the Linebreakers, who were following a prophecy in the Grey Book and whose ambition was to prevent the end of the world. They've been doing the whole thing, probably the whole time, but their leader, whom Hector described as very dangerous, goes by the name of Aquarius Horn. Oh, shit, yeah. Caught it from the start, boys. <laughs> that is a boys. revelation every mm. single week. Caught it from <laughs> the start. Everyone's like, why is he booing him? And I'm like, OCIC knowledge. <laughs> ben texted me and said... Uh, you know, Aquarius Horn is a, a baddie. Just, you know, play it cool. And I'm like, oh, I've got this. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny because I realised this about halfway through the... Last episode. Last set of episodes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I reckon it's Aquarius. <laughs> well, you see, I was listening back in an attempt to know what was going on. And it happened to be I listened to the one where he turned up. And I probably was yeah. like, whoa! <laughs> this was a big revelation. No, don't trust him. Well, it was for you because you you weren't there for that episode, so it does stand. No, to reason. the episode when we originally met him, like right at the start. Oh, of the series, right, yeah, way back then. I'm I'm about four episodes into trying to work out what's going on, and so I but I, I'm not good gonna, job. 
I'm not going to catch up by next week. Our heroes have also been conversing with Hector on sundry matters. They have the aid of the Ice Watchers. They have the aid of the Drakengard. They have the aid of the Dwarves. They have sent civilians from Arashar down into the Dwarven realm of Malogrok to keep them out of harm's way. I was thinking human shielding them, but nah, shout it down. Well, instead of that, Percy has adapted many of the houses in the town outside the main bowl into death traps as a way to slow down the at least two incoming armies of the Canavir, who are all set to converge on Arashar. It's a good plan. Hopefully it's enough. So, when we left, following these revelations, I think your plan was to endeavour to try and separate separate Enigma from Daddy Ghost Pig. Mm-hmm. But what if I don't want her? I would dragging her through the streets. Run clean! <laughs> so how are you going about doing that? So I wanted to do a ritual, um, an exorcism ritual, and that required me to draw on a uh, place of power, which we're kind of in. Yeah. But yeah, the um, the Tomes of the Dead, uh, I think we were planning on sort of sacrificing those. To a degree, you're increasingly in the last place of power. <laughs> Arushar is, as, as the Antikythera sucks in the magic from the world, it is becoming the place of power, which is interesting. So how does this come about then? Let's, uh, let's zoom in a little bit on how you prepare this or when you're going to do it. Cool. We'll start off by, I'll have a quiet word with Tristan and uh, say, so. Uh, so, Tristan, you, you um, what's up? You you heard what they were saying there, um, about yeah, the listen to every word. Yeah, so uh, didn't zone out at all. Uh, well, good. Um, point point one. That's good. Paying attention. Yep. Every time. Well, I believe you. Uh, naturally. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know me. You know me. I never get sidetracked. Never go from the point. Never never stray from the point. I th- yeah. I think what Hector was saying was uh, that Saffron and her line may have been been hunted by these uh, stabby types. Um, because they their connection with the uh, uh, with some ancient powers uh, may sort of bring down the barriers between the, the walls and all that. And um, obviously, we know that we'll uh-huh. use code and call her Miss E, so that nobody Ooh, can yeah. very clever with a DDGP. Yeah, DDGP. That Daddy, Daddy Ghost Pig. What's the second D for? Daddy. Daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd always assumed it was one word, but now that no. you... No, that's it. I, yeah. I, I assumed it was one word, but now that you pointed out, I feel, I feel quite ridiculous. It's similar to D-D-D-D-D-A. It's double. Oh, never. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we need to do something about Enigma. So, I, I reckon that... Say no um, more. I reckon that I, I, can, I can put together a ritual. Do you think you could... Don't know, either convince her to partake or oh yeah I don't know um, if, if she won't then I'll, I'll go and prep somewhere and I don't know just get her there because I, I don't think she's going to want to give that up well look at what I had to give up throughout the season my nose my finger my yeah. uh, it, my my bar 
my consumer powers that were going to have saved the day. I've, I've, I reckon Enigma will step up as she has done throughout the whole season and will, you know, really play ball and really yeah, want to help. Okay. And, uh, you know, you know Enigma. She's always up for helping. She's always sharing information. Yeah, well, we, we we'll probably need Enigma for what comes yeah. after this, but uh, so we don't want to annoy her too much. But um, I don't think we can just... We can't really just let the threat of the world no, it's tricky, being destroyed it? um, yeah. if she dies again and seems to somehow auto-resurrect. We can't really let that lie. Or if we we can, but we can't uh, keep her in an active war zone where we're expecting everyone to die and then just kind of hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'll go set up the ritual and either persuade her and, or if, she, if not, then... Maybe just just bring him along, and I, I don't know. We'll we'll just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see what choice we've got, really. Uh, part of me wants to just try and you know give her one last chance to step up. Just just lay it on the table. Tell her what she needs well, to I mean, do. That would be preferable. I don't have no particular desire to exercise her against a. It's ballsy, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bowl play. Um, it's <laughs> a non-consensual exorcism is pretty problematic when it comes down to it, but, you know, it's the fate of the world. I've got a plan, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I trust in you, anyway. So. Yeah. You sort that bit out. You know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, what, what are Adam and Enigma doing while this conversation is going on? <laughs> 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 so, uh, just a montage of like Enigma throwing <laughs> sticks for Daddy Ghost Pig and like, yeah. oh you're the best ghost pig in the world I'm skipping through the this, my life has been so much better since I had a bull following me round skipping through the forest I'm finally happy oh Daddy Ghost Pig I'd be lost if you weren't here <laughs> my life finally has meaning <laughs> Thanks, DDGP. I'm so glad all of my friends let me live this exciting life with my daddy goose pig. They would never let me down. <laughs> I trust every one of them. Got to Tristan and Percy overhearing going, oh, their faces <laughs> just passion. So, hypothetically, Enigma, uh, how do you think someone would feel if it turned out that... <laughs> got this friend they yeah they've got this friend let's call her Enigma <laughs> Jasmina uh, <laughs> what's Enigma backwards Amgina oh. Amgina <laughs> oh Tristan appears again what sorry I heard uh, Amgina I hardly know her <laughs> Yeah, th thanks for your help, Tristan. Uh, uh, Adam, we want to take away the one thing that makes Enigma whole. Get him on board. Back in a bit. Yeah. Percy, it's under control. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you've attended to it. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to know that, that we have you on board for such things. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've covered it. I'll put my man, I'll put my best man on the case. Don't worry. He'll get the job done. And if he doesn't, I just draw my finger across my throat while I look at Enigma <laughs> and Adam talking. <laughs> Did she have any special requests for... How Just some jewellery. Jewellery and <laughs> some, like some flowers yeah. or something? And a, a, She said yeah. a picture of me, which, uh, you know, okay. maybe she's a fan all along. <laughs> it would make <laughs> sense. It would make sense. 
I mean, I, I took a beginner's art class. So I should, I'm sure I could knock up a picture of you. Right, that's what me and Percy are doing for the next 10 hours. And I keep correcting him. <laughs> no, the nose is wrong, Percy. You've got to capture my essence. This is really important. Meanwhile. <laughs> so, Enigma, which of these four uh, armies do you think you want to command? The Ice Watchers, the Dragon Guard, the Deep Shield Dwarves, or the Church Knights? Um, I, well, I imagine it's probably going to have to be the uh, the dwarves, isn't it? Because they're not going to take commands from you boys. Why not? It, it's it, their words, not mine. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't uh, I don't stand well with sexism, but um, I do benefit from it, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> she finally gets it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to, you know, change that system in any way to benefit, you know. That... Do you really want me to like engage with inbuilt structures when we've got a Drake on the way? We've got to deal with the main problem. I feel like that's overshadowing. Well, all... sure, but if you're in a position of privilege, you could maybe use that privilege. To... <laughs> At the moment, I think you're uh, you're just blinded to the most important point here. We all have to work together in whatever facility we can. We're stronger together. We are stronger together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Okay, well, dwarves then, great. Uh, so that the main responsibility of that is, uh, I guess, defending the dragon. Yeah. Well, I'll. I guess this is it. I guess this is the final showdown. So, don't leave anything on the table. Like, don't, not off the table. Wait, which is the right metaphor? I don't think I've got a table. Well, basically, don't hold back. Like, this is the the end game now. So. I have never held back this entire time. <laughs> That's, I mean, <laughs> militarily, yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, and, well, it's, it's been an honour. long road, yeah. getting from there to here. It's been an honour, your highness. <laughs> I mean, weird nickname, but it's been good to know you. I'm sure we'll be fine. We're, we're just going to, we're just going to save the world. We'll be cool afterwards. You'll We'll pop by for a drink, yeah? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I can't believe he's ditching us. That's it. I'm ditching my friends as soon as I'm done with you guys, if ever I heard one. Well, I, I have to go home. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, um, we'll keep in touch. <laughs> one person Enigma liked has just dumped her. Wow. No, she has one other friend in this world. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two other friends in this world. That's true. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, true. yeah. That's true. I've got the magpie. Yeah. Aside from that, she has only sorrow. Oh, yeah. Sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I assume at this point, Tristan's going to come over to broach this subject. Well, actually, as they're talking, I'm going to kind of sneak up to Adam and just say loud enough for Enigma to hear, Adam, there's something that requires extreme dexterity and talent keep Enigma busy. They need me because I am the most talented dexterous what? person on the team. Just keep her Tristan. busy. Do I not let her near Just... this. And I'm going to run away. I'm like, Percy, I'm she's distracted. Him. Percy, she's distracted. Get it done. Quick. we got to be quick while she doesn't know what's happening. So I'm, 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 what setting, I'm still setting Just... up the room. Like, you got to get her into the room, haven't you? It's but, fine. I mean, Just I'm just. There's a net on the. I thought we put a net above the door. Well, not, I mean, not not yet. I mean, <laughs> like two big trees. <laughs> 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 I'm drawing this, drawing this picture of you for ages. 
Yep, you keep getting it wrong. I've sent Wing ahead, and as I burst through the door, and Enigma's following, now nah, Wing, and a big net drops down on her. Whoa! You <laughs> bastards! What is this? I, I, oh, I've got to say, um, Enigma, this what? Great work, Adam. You played your role perfectly. Tricked her in friendship. What? I need to dexterously get out of this. Is this what's going on here? Enigma, so sorry, this was the only way Adam said we could do this. Oh, I see. So, uh, okay. I'm really good at traps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably. You weren't expecting it, though. Oh, maybe you should do That's a trap That's a very roll. good point. Enigma, I think, I, think, uh, I think you should be able to... <laughs> yeah. You should be able to detect this trap. <laughs> Come on, roll badly. This will be great. So let's have a tricks of the trade. Oh, I, I just rolled trap expert. Oh yeah, traffic Bitches! <laughs> <laughs> I actually get the trap and I and the um, net and I flap it back over to you. <laughs> it just yeah. captures Tristan and I'm now trapped. I'm like, ah, oh, tits. Shut the door, Wing, quick! <laughs> That's not a trap. <laughs> yeah. Wing gets caught in the door somehow. Yeah. He's like caught in his sleeve and he tries to close it and then opens it again by mistake. <gasps> but then as Enigma turns to leave, Adam's just standing there with his gun pointing at her. I'm sorry, Enigma. I'm not a part of this. Click. <laughs> but then you pan out even further and Percy's got a dagger to Adam's back. Making it <laughs> and then somehow I'm like threatening like Percy. To, yeah. And I'm like, how did I get involved in this? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a Mexican standoff yeah. now. All four hawks have weapons drawn on each other. It's like, no one knows <gasps> why. Yeah, the only person that could trap Enigma was herself. <laughs> Shit. I'm trapped in my own identity. <laughs> that was a secret at the heart of crudely drawn swords. Listen, Enigma, this isn't going to be easy. We need to take Daddy Ghost Pig away. Cousins. Why? Wait, because you're it's... gonna bring about the end of the world, and that's what we're trying to stop. I'm really not. Yeah, but I think you are. Look. I think I'm not. I think just. Enigma, listen, I wasn't allowed the consumer, and it sucked, so I actually am the only one who understands right, what you're so about to you're, go through. You're jealous. So you've made up a whole thing about how I'm going to end the world somehow. Well, I mean, that that's not unrealistic to think, but why wouldn't I have done that earlier? <laughs> because you've only thought about it now. This is the nearest you've got to getting me in a trap. Enigma, you were stood you stood with us whilst Hector was explaining what was going on with uh, those assassin types. She did, wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. Did it not sound sort of strikingly familiar? No. No. I mean, what about everybody else? Is it just me that's got the wrong end of the stick here? I, don't, I mean, I don't it, think it, it sounded well, like he was explaining precisely what we've observed of everything that's gone on with you for the past um, multiple times. Why are we suddenly believing the grey book? Ah, I thought the C codex was the good one. I agree with that, but we did actually use our magical spells to see if he was telling the truth, and he was. Yeah, he believed he was telling the truth. Yeah, true, true. And it all seems to stack up. Not entirely. I mean, that whole destiny thing. Why don't we just test it, and then, and if it if it doesn't work, just you'll still have Daddy Ghost Pigs. He'll still be there talking to you. Then what are you testing? <laughs> well, well, perhaps perhaps that's a fair assessment there. So, um, on, on the one hand, the risk um, uh, that seems to have been presented with us is that um, we're all stood in a city that's about to be torched by Drake, 
and if you die, the barriers between um, the land of the dead and this one will come crashing down and existence will be destroyed. That seems to be quite a big risk. Now the benefits on the other side of ignoring that possible risk is that, well I mean it would be great to have you around for the, uh, for the fight itself, that would be very useful. I'm not sure that the balance of risk really tips in favour of running with like what if the grey book is is correct. So I, I think we've got to address that in some way. So I, the option is, um, I mean, it, I, I don't think we can we can have you topside um, in the defence, which is obviously what we would like. W what would you prefer to do? So our we can attempt to exercise this power from you, which will um, mitigate the risk. Uh, or we can, if you wish to go down into the halls with the dwarves um, and remove yourself from this entire battlefield, then that would also mitigate the risk. But granted, we wouldn't have access to you. Yeah, you and your your skills. So you say um, you're very important. You are very important. Yes. Well, I was about to say I know what's going to sway her. We need you, Enigma. I can't do this without you. I, I can't quite hear you. <laughs> This would be the ultimate one. If you do this, you're better than me. Look, and I hold up mm. ten fingers, and I take off my shoes and socks and show ten toes. Nothing's crossed, and I pull down my trousers. Nothing is crossed. Nine fingers, Tristan. Nine <laughs> fingers. <laughs> oh yeah, great. Oh yeah, I'm crossing the little digit. And you know, look, Plan A was the net, honestly, and um, yeah. I mean that, that's obviously not worked. So you you've bettered us in that respect. Yeah. Well, Obviously. Why do you think you could get me in a trap? We didn't. This was Adam's idea. This is nothing to yeah, do with us. Um... I can't believe you double-crossed me. When... Why do you think he was so cagey when you asked him on a date? He knew what he had to do, and he didn't want to betray what could be something special in the future. <gasps> you're getting rid of a ghost pig, but you're gaining a man. And I'll push Adam <laughs> forward. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll kiss. And I'll try and smush their faces together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what everyone needs. Like yeah. this, and I bang my fingers together. Look, like this, like I do. <laughs> Is that what you do? Yeah. Turns out Tristan doesn't know much about Turns out Tristan's <laughs> been a virgin this whole time. <laughs> the tea step. Oh, it's a shame it's not Tristan V. Wild. <laughs> amazing. But yeah, look, look we, we owe you this much to. Uh, that's the the facts as as has just been explained by Hector and as far as we can see them. If you've got a different take or a different solution, then let's go with that. But but we can't uh, risk you accidentally dying, which is a pretty high chance of as uh, high chance of all of us dying. Like yeah. Me. What? Where's this coming from, Percy? Well, you know the five armies that are on the way and the big fiery dragon. That's one each. Yeah. One one each, including Ben. Ben will help take one of them out. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay, let's say it's a like low to moderate chance of dying. Oh, wicked. Okay, that's better. If myself, yourself, Tristan, or Adam were to die, then that would be really shit, but it wouldn't bring about the end of existence. True. It would if I had the powers of the consumer. I am a lot more important. Yeah, you're pretty important, as you are the queen soon. Assuming what? you're, you know. Can we ask this daddy ghost pig? That's a good point. We probably should involve him in discussion. Well, his whole bag is to to try to get from the land of dead, uh, the dead to this realm, thus collapsing the barrier in the process. So I, I imagine he's going to say, 
no. I, in fact, now that you're talking about it, if it's an option, just just let me do it. <laughs> Although, now I, it felt like it was sort of her father sometimes. So it might be that there's some connection from her father, and he might actually be on board with it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. Not my dad. It's just the name Daddy Ghostbig just stuck. I'm sure the thing that wants to come from the land of the dead um, through a back door into this realm will want to. Yeah, but he might have softened like, you know, we did. We softened to Enigma. He might have softened to us. (laughs) What I mean is that, you know, let's follow Enigma's thoughts through in that we know that the line breakers uh, believe that this to be the case, but we don't know that for sure. It's just that some things line up. Enigma, Daddy Ghostpig has never said anything like this to you at all, has he? Bearing in mind, we know OC, he has an OC as I see. Just wondering, Enigma, has he ever said anything like this in any episodes <laughs> Any episodes Never. back? Never. Uh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Why would it? Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I think, I, yeah, uh, sure, it's a coincidence. Uh, that feels like it must have come up at some point with your uh, enigmaisms. So, I can be better than you all. Save the world. Yes. Oh, this hurts. <laughs> this hurts a lot more than losing. And dying, <laughs> Percy, you owe me big. I do see some pretty good cartwheels. I'd say better than pretty much everyone else in the uh, oh. And I could certainly throw daggers a lot better than anyone else. So I guess it, it makes sense that it would come down to me eventually. Oh, this is worse than losing my finger. <laughs> you know, no one can do what I can do. Percy, I can't do this. You're useless <laughs> in it, but I'm the best. Keep your shitty guys big. No, no, no. I'm I'm just angry. I'm just angry, Enigma. It must really hurt to realise that I am better than you. <laughs> Percy, I mean, not, not really, Enigma. We've always had a high opinion. Yeah, I always thought you were awesome. Really? Aww. Yeah. I, I mean, I probably am quite intimidating, so maybe you haven't been able to say it, perhaps. Uh-huh. Yes, this is that moment. But, I mean, I'd like us to be friends, Enigma, but you don't seem to let people get close to you, so it's, oh, it's difficult. Truth Ooh, that's a stinger. Well, it's, it's difficult when I'm just on a higher level than you all, you know? <laughs> Adam, we've tried every way to get through to her. Like, honesty's not going to work. I mean, this friend. is why the net was plan A, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it turns out she's really good at nets. <laughs> I'm surprised plan B of the door didn't work. <laughs> the door. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, it, if it helps, I did draw this picture of um, of Tristan uh, for you, uh, and it's a picture of like a, 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 a horse with with a moustache. It's, really good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay, it's, you know. I've really worked on your perspective on that. Well yeah, he was stood behind a horse. He's been drawing. He had to draw 250 pictures of Tristan to make sure he's got the angles right, and then he used a ruler or inside jokes that the listeners won't understand. So, what would this exorcism involve? Because I'm not, I'm not a fan of exercise. Oh no, not very much exercise. You'd pretty much just have to sit there, or even lie down if you wanted. Is this dangerous, Percy? Nope. <laughs> Percy. Next question, Adam. Next question. Just like putting my hand in Tristan's face, like Percy. I'm the I'm the answers man. <laughs> Percy's got a lot in his plate. He can't answer these. I, I don't think it. I mean, what is danger? Really? What truly is danger? Threat to life and limb. I know precisely. And 
And if we were to accidentally kill Enigma before this was complete, then it would bring down the end of the world anyway, wouldn't it? So, um, no, that, that that is precisely what we are attempting to avoid. So, no, I don't think it's dangerous as such. Um, it's probably it's not going to be appreciated by Daddy Ghostbig because it kind of messes with his plans. Um, and yeah. any of the deals that may he may have made with Enigma um, in order for him to forward those plans... Um, then it is obviously going to throw a bit of a spanner in those. But the the entire purpose of this is to ensure that um, he is unable to um, latch on to Enigma's death. I mean, <clears throat> it may be that if we alert him to the fact that this is going to happen, he probably knows anyway, that um, he would be trying to actively put Enigma in harm's way to forward his plans. Because he what? hasn't got very long left to do them now. Yeah. I don't know how much influence he's got. But, uh, you know, and once the anti-Kithra, or the gateway, as I uh, always call it, um, counts down, then um, I imagine he'll be out of luck. So, um, right. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, it, it, it's in his interest to um, to ensure that she does die. So we're sort of removing some pieces from play here. Yeah. Think of it as removing a threat. Don't think of it as a gamble. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. It's an investment. I've heard this before. Yeah, it's an investment yeah. in our future. Well, it, it's not up to me, it's up to Enigma. Just call me Enigma Danger. <laughs> She's on board. Let's do this thing. Our lives have swung the day. Look, look, what, what we do, we've got, um, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in a nice, put you in a nice chair um, here. <laughs> Throne? No, we placed it down. We'll take the tomes of the lands of the dead. Uh, do a few readings from those. Maybe flick a little bit of water at you, but we'll avoid your face. You know. And so I think we're going to cut through from this explanation to the actual right enigma dead on the floor. <laughs> and the three of us going ah fuck. Destroyed the world, guys. To this right beginning. So whereabouts are you? Right here, right now. What space have you chosen? Are you like by the? Are you doing this in a room or in the temple or in the by the Antikythera? The secret room in the top of Tristan's golden head or golden <laughs> Tristan's head. Golden Tristan's head. I think the Antikythera sort of fits in yeah. nicely to it because that's, as you said before, sucking magic out of the place, um, and we just want to take this particular piece of magic out of Enigma jam it into the tomes and then lob it all in the into the gateway um, so I don't know if at this point in the timeline stood next to the Antikythera is get, starting to get a bit dangerous yeah. but whatever the point is where we can feel that pull but we're not so close that things are starting to go go haywire yeah you know you, you need to be like a good like maybe 10 metres away but there's plenty of space on the platform for that yeah uh, up with the um where Tristan uh, was doing the gig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so that, that works really well. And you've got this, like, fancy uh, throne-like seat you've appropriated for Enigma. Yeah. Because I am the best. Cool. There's got to be one of those in our shower somewhere. This is basically anointing me as just being better than Tristan. <laughs> this is <laughs> That's all Enigma's thinking. Did he make a sacrifice for the existence of the universe? Yes. I don't yes, think so. Your sacrifice is nothing <laughs> compared to mine. What? <laughs> this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, and so what are Tristan and Adam 
and Percy doing? I guess start with Percy and how do Tristan and Adam contribute or what do they bring into this? Um, Percy is a- arranging a pathway from the Antikythera to um, the little area around the, the throne and it's almost sort of like set dressing it so that it looks vaguely sort of foresty oh, cool. um, to sort of tempt the the uh, the boar along there or to make him feel comfortable as he goes <laughs> um, and setting up like um, setting up the tomes on a, a a little lectern sort of thing just in front of uh, front of Enigma um, and um, hooking up some things with sort of like insects and uh, sort of smoky bits um, around there so you've got this sort of like little uh, sort of, like brush and like wooded area that goes into like almost like a little sort of Set dressed clade Ooh, yeah. uh, with some of the with the item of power there, um, and uh, some uh, nice nice smellies to uh, help us. Along so you've the been way. getting everyone. To, you've been like raiding the gardens of Arishar on your on your way up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you know it's a high production yeah, ritual. Cool, cool. <laughs> high production value. Nice. Yeah, this is like the set piece. This has got to look good, hasn't it? You know, last few episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're spending our de- budget on this <laughs> of now. The existence. All, all our prop budget is going. Tristan, what, what are you bringing in? I reckon that Enigma has basically made Tristan stand there and I've got a silver tray with a selection <laughs> of fine chocolates, <laughs> cheeses and grapes and I am the one that she's like, mmm, uh, grape please, Tristan. Here you go, my queen. Uh, peel it. There. <laughs> I told you. Yes. Not with your hands, use a silver fork, and I'm having to feed her. Mm-hmm. Why has it still got pips in it? Deep, deep in each one of them. There's just this little pile of pips that she's been building up that Sorrow's really enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, at the same time, I'll be uh, humming a tune under my breath. You'll, you'll, you'll be in that kind of, like, yeah. Matrix vision to a degree. Yeah. I'm biting my tongue quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think before, um, as we're sort of setting up for this, then I will have a word with Adam um, and say, um, so and we're going to conduct this ritual that um, it obviously is going to be in a fairly public place and that this doesn't preclude the line breakers turning up, working out what's happening. Um, and uh, perhaps just... Uh, trying to ensure everything goes the way that they think it, it should go. So, could you possibly run a little bit of security and make sure that um, nothing is going to uh, interrupt us or go in a different direction? Uh, yeah, Adam puts on his hat and says, No one gets past me. Excellent, very good. What time of day is it? Gloaming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Callbacks. <laughs> okay, so, so the sun has set. The stars haven't fully risen. It's that kind of little uh, magic hour type time where you just have the, the little light still in the sky and the lights of the town below, but it's fairly dark up here. And uh, a cool breeze off the sea is blowing through and just rustling the leaves you put on the ground. So what do you, what does Percy do? Um, I think he begins, sort of sits uh, Enigma down and sort of Tristan's obviously uh, feeding her and taking care of her. Um, begins by doing some readings uh, from the, the Tome of the Dead um, and if there's any sort of lost knowledge in there that references these ancient um, creatures then he sort of talks about that uh, and in order to try to get their attention and bring them in. Yeah. 
Um, and once that bit's completed, um, then start doing a, a standard sort of exorcism um, and banish them from Enigma into the book. Um, and at that point, then you'll almost sort of use the what's left of the of the power in that area to like conjure some like winds of magic. Yeah. Uh, to um, drag the form of Daddy Ghost Pig out of Enigma. Okay. So almost like a, a wispy image will manifest from her, which kind of gets dragged towards the book, which will then be slammed on. Okay, yeah. So Enigma, you're on your throne. You've been given all these delights by Tristan. Delightful. What, what are you doing? Well, I, I guess if I'm having magic pulled out of me, yeah. I'm probably quite distracted by that now. I mean, you know, chocolate's great and all, but... Yeah, there's a weird feeling about it, isn't there? Like he's dragging out. I imagine that sort of as he goes into the book as well, you just see like the the end of his snout and trot. I was like, ah! So Enigma, in this dwindling light, sort of somehow becomes shadow. She becomes darkness and you can no longer make out any characteristics of her. And then her shape seems to change as though she has antlers and then slowly from where she is a stag emerges and then following in those footsteps comes a fox and an eagle and a wolf and a bear and a boar and these great animal forms emerge from the shadow of enigma into this glade you've created as you draw them forward percy what are you doing as in, I have drawn them into the book, or they've just emerged from. You've her? drawn them into this space, in front, around the book, but they're like they're like regular animals, but bigger. Oh right, so they've taken like physical form. They've taken, they've manifested, it seemingly fully in this space. Guys, uh... look at that. <laughs> hmm. Tristan. Yes. We have set this area out and created a, a trail um, could you perform any music to help guide them to their destination yep it's time to pied piper these mothers <laughs> and I summon whom, a, a golden uh, oh yeah it's golden crystal <laughs> and I start leading them down the path as a, a jaunty jig and it captivates them and the music's the swelling. The theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it. And then the, the stag, the boar goes under the stag and then the bear curls over the boar. And, and the giraffe disappear. just like, I'm a wood. Yeah. And then as the giraffe comes in, they all disappear. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm mesmerising them and, and we're walking round the circle. Okay. Well, give me a defy danger in charisma. Oh, Christ, it comes down to a dice roll. Sorry, boys and girls. <laughs> ben, is it okay if I make a move? Yeah. Tell me about your move. Well, I was looking at the move defend. Oh, is yeah, that... that's cool. So who are you defending? He's going to defend them. I knew he was a baddie all <laughs> yeah. along. He's going to push us into the machine. <laughs> uh, well, that didn't do anything, so maybe I get XP. Oh, Oh. Maybe you get XP. Great. <laughs> yeah, so who are you going to defend? This is now even more important. Okay, great. I was going to defend Enigma. Good news. 
Nothing. Ooh, ouch. That's not gonna that's not gonna go well for whatever part of my body Ben wants to remove. Um so <laughs> just charisma. Charisma. It's as effectively like music from Mundi, but I think a straight defy danger. This is untrodden territory. No territory is untrodden for a man who treads where he pleases. Uh, intermediate success. <laughs> it sometimes works. It sometimes doesn't. Tristan, you draw them together. Uh-oh. But they don't form the line, and so they stack up <laughs> until I lose the game. They form a megazord. <laughs> they start to follow you, and then they start sort of rushing into each other and somehow colliding, and they're shape-type shuddering and becoming chimeric, and you're dealing with a creature with stag's horns and then bear-like shoulders and wolf's teeth that's walking through this shadowy pseudo-glade towards you. And now its eyes look predatory. And Adam, as you step to defend Enigma, you feel something touch your back and you hear a voice in your ear say, I'd be very careful about what you do about now. What do you do, Adam? Have I met, have I met, I've met this guy, haven't I? Yeah, like he's hung out with you quite a lot. He's, he's been around since you returned from the past. You've always got a bad vibe of him. That's why I booed him <laughs> and you trust me. Is it obvious that he's like, he's got like, has he got a knife? Oh, you can feel there's a knife in your back. Yeah, that's definitely oh, what's yeah, going okay. on. You've, you've had that experience. Okay, I'll say, I'll sort of turn my head and say, it's, it's very dangerous to interfere with things you don't understand. <laughs> he said, oh, you understand. You're releasing them. You're setting them loose on the world. You see some advantage in it. No, the opposite, friend. We're sending them out of this world so they can't threaten it. You seek to banish them altogether. That's right. Give me a persuade roll. Is it called persuade? Parley. Parley, here we go. Charisma. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You're on fire tonight. Wow. Oh, level power leveling. Right up, which is exactly the time you want to be power leveling. Yeah, mark XP. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, people talk about this happening a lot. Tristan. Yes, Benjamin. My ankle snaps. The huge chimeric beast leaps on you. What do you do? As, as the, the, the flute disappears, and I have just enough time to say as always was the way or something much cooler. And I rip my shirt off and I leap in to grab it in the bear hug. Come on, Percy, I've got this. And I start wrestling. They don't say my body is a weapon for nothing. And I'm smacking it in the face and I'm, I'm wrangling rounds and I'm trying to choke it out. Holy shit, your body is a weapon. Okay, give me a uh... body is a weapon. Strength. No, this is a but... dexterity roll because your body is a weapon. You're going martial arts on it. Every time I click the button, it doesn't go. And that means that I'm going to get a bad roll. But I'm not this time. You think you're a beast? I'm the beast. <laughs> That's better. Come on. Beast this. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Tristan rolled 15 on dexterity. I believe <gasps> that's the highest possible. It's not music that soothes the savage beast. It's my guns. <laughs> 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 and I pop eye in. And the 18 music starts playing. Okay. Tristan, roll your damage. 
I'm not really trying to damage it. I'm trying to sort of subdue it and drag it into the out of the area. Yes, but you are going to damage it while you do that. Okay. I mean, my damage is going to be shit. Yeah, but... Still. Oh, it's like 1d8. Yeah. You're going to, like, Aikido it so it yeah. tumbles over you into the gateway. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of... Well, I'm trying to wrestle it down. So I'm, oh, okay. like, I'm showing my dominance. The only way to dominate a beast like this is with your guns. Nice. Okay, so... Percy, mm. Tristan is being assaulted by... The beasts appear to have combined in some weird chimeric creature through Tristan's magic. No, Tristan's on top of the situation, actually, Percy. Don't listen to him. <laughs> I've got the upper hand here. Yeah, so look, okay, yeah. I'll, um... Has the upper hand. So I won't interfere. You can handle this. If you imagine a man who was really good at kickboxing, really going Muay Thai on an elephant... You've got an idea of the kind of relationship between sizes you're dealing with here. Like Tristan is... You grab the trunk and squeeze. <laughs> Everyone knows that. He's a park ranger. You know? Yeah, come on. I rolled a fucking 15. He was with elephants all the time. Remember that. Percy looks across and the beast is just begging. We don't have a copy of the C Codex, do we? Or do we? That's something that we own. I think you probably do because, or at least you know what's in it, so you could have recreated it, if you see what I mean. No, I specifically want it. Oh, I tell you what I'll do there. I'm going to bet that Aquarius Horn yeah. has damn well got a copy of the Grey Book, which I reckon that we want another item of power. Right, yeah. To sacrifice in this little ritual. So I will call over to Enigma um, and. Enigma, get the grey, grey book off Horn. He's got to have it. <laughs> Enigma, you have, you've got an instruction. The beasts have left you. You feel a little more yourself. A little like when you went into the new realm of death and you were separated from the death magic. You actually feel a bit spry. Okay, feels like um, I, I, I kind of spring up out of, out of the throne with this newfound en energy. Yeah. I'm thinking a spinning kick to Aquarius's face will distract him long enough to get the book off him. Okay, nice. I mean, how big is this? Is it like a little, very short introduction size book? Are we talking like... Oh, it's definitely like tomish, you know, like medium-sized tome, at least A4. A grimoire. Cool, because I very much like to smack him around the shops with it. Okay, <laughs> great. See how it goes. So this starts like dexterity. Pa-pow! Intermediate success. Mm. Great. I did just have the power ripped on me. What you're gonna do? Yeah. So Enigma, you kick him back. Your sweeping kick comes over, just skims over Adam's head, knocks Adam's hat off, and <gasps> Horn is spun around by it, and he staggers back. He's not knocked to the floor, but he's definitely momentarily disoriented. As he spins, his knife is jammed into Adam's ribs. Adam, roll a d8. Ah. Uh, take four damage, minus whatever armor you have. Uh, I've got one armor. Okay, so three damage. So Adam is stabbed, but Horn is momentarily stunned. What do you do, Enigma? I'm going to grab the book Okay, him. so... I assume it's inside of his robes or something along those lines. Yeah, okay, so you're going to just dive into his robes and grab the book. Yes. He's not really here for this, but I can't imagine you do some, like, crazy jujitsu stuff where you like uh, just almost lock around his body and then grab it and swipe it back okay tidy so and just like twat him on with it oh and you're going you're going to bash him with it as you go past are you yeah just accidentally like 
El Kabar. Sure. Enigma, give me a Defy Danger on Strength. This is Hack and Slash, really, because... Yes! Boom! Oh, nice. Pow! You knock him flat. He, like, staggers back and... <laughs> Got him in the appendix. Drops, and he's now away from Adam. Cracked his spine. In fact, Adam, I think I think he, the knife is just stuck into your side at this point that he was carrying. What do you do? Uh, I pulled it out. Yeah. Ah. Give me a Defy Danger on Constitution. As a first aider in the workplace, you should never remove the implement you've been impaled with. I feel like you've had too much detail on your first aid course. <laughs> How to mm. deal with being knifed in the side. Yeah. That's lucky now. <laughs> Let's see if the dice agree. Uh, they partially An agree. intermediate success. Yeah, you retain consciousness. You start to feel dizzy. It starts to feel like things are slowing down around you. And like your balance is... Uh, yeah, we know they use poison, don't we? Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Tristan, yeah. you're punching this huge beast god. No, I'm now on the back of the beast with its with its the antlers, and I'm I'm guiding it the way I want it to go. I've done Starship Troopers. Yeah, thank you. It does not want to go that way. It wants to go anywhere but there. Oh, it doesn't. That's why I'm struggling, but I'm getting it there. It's like turning its back away from you. I don't think you just have the relative strength. I don't think it makes sense for you to be. No, I know, but that I'm in, strong, with, I'm but in the position I want to be. And I'm you're trying. trying. You're working on it. So you're like really wrestling this thing and having like it knows you're there and it is impeded by it. It's going better than yeah. it, than people would yeah, have expected. Yeah, to be fair, but, you know, it's not ideal. To be fair, it's yeah. pretty sound in my defence. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sorrow's probably kind of um, like stabbing it and biting it and hassling it while you're on the back of it too. Yeah, yeah. Sorrow's like right in its face, fluttering round. So Enigma, what do you do with this book once you've knocked our man down? I hand it to Percy. So you just like dive across, hand it to Percy. Pops out the squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, pass oh, between well. the legs. That's what they do. I've seen, I've seen rugby. <laughs> Okay. In fact, I literally wound over. Turn around. <laughs> I don't know what the proper words for those things are. Percy, this book comes flying through the air towards you. What do you do? I'm going to <clears throat> grab the yep. book, um, check that it's the uh, check very quickly that it is the the tome. Yeah, this is the C codex. And then I will grab it um, and begin to sort of incorporate it into into the ritual. So I will hold it up and uh, I will say. Uh, May the may the words that have bound your story bind you further still. Um, and with that, I'll sort of throw it down and sort of split it out into its uh, sort of component magical parts, sort of flinging one um, side of that towards the um, the tomes of the dead, um, and flinging the other side um, towards the the big Kaimua. Um, Say, so may it tether you to the place uh, where where you should go uh, and to your resting place. And I will pick up the tomes of the dead. Uh, and I'm assuming that that's pretty magical, so that's going to be like a massive magnet. Yeah. I'm just going to pick it up, wing it at the Antikythera, uh, nice. and say, like, Tristan, jump now! <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me an abjuration roll. That's wisdom. It's uh, Percy's move is abjuration. Yes, that is this roll that I'm about to fail. Do people get to help in this? Yeah, I'm going to jump back, kicking the creature as I go, kicking it towards the Antikythera. <laughs> okay, Tristan, roll aid with your one to Percy, which is plus one. Ooh. Okay. No. Tristan kicks away from the Eight beast. 
15 into account. Oh, yeah, I haven't forgotten you're 15. That's why you're alive. <laughs> so, give me that uh, wisdom roll, Percy. Let's see how this uh, abjuration... A 12, yes. a full success. Pretty good. So, we see this wave of power blast out from Percy, and you see the creature pushed back. And as it gets closer to the antikythera, it's facing towards you. You see its head, like, reaching, and its back end starts almost to stretch towards the antikythera and starts to kind of break up into grey ashes. But this massive head is still forward, and as Tristan jumps away, it grabs his ankle in its jaws, and it starts sliding backwards. Tristan? We're going to have to cut his leg off, see anyway. Roll a d10. To a certain degree, I was going to actually be okay with my foot being cut off. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of canon at this point. Ooh, oh, it's, it's a stinger. Take 12 damage. Uh, yeah, my maths is bad, but... Oh, I suppose we've been on full hit points for this point. Yeah, you've been on full hit points, so you're... It, like, it hurts a lot, but it, I would imagine you're fine. Yeah. Enigma. Tristan is being dragged towards the Antikythera by this ancient beast god. What do you do? Uh, it's well. It seems to me I pr- probably save his ass. I mean, for, <laughs> that'll annoy him if nothing else. Quickly feed him a grape. Uh, so I'm thinking if he's being dragged, then the thing is being dragged by. Um, I need to hit with something. What, what have I got? I've got. I've, can I get to my bow quick enough? The last of your nunchucks, or to get him clear somehow else. Enigma, take my <laughs> hand. Because <laughs> that will out. annoy her too. Oh, I, I, I think. I'm going to try and distract it for a bit by yelling at it. Yeah. Because I can, because it's an animal. What do you yell at it? I Right, I think it's got to be the whole thing about, you used me, you come to try and destroy the earth. And I, I pull out the bow, because I think that's yeah. probably the most appropriate thing for a range to do. And just, dang, straight into the, uh, into the creature. At the same time, I'm sending sorrow to attack as well but around where it's holding on to Tristan yeah okay that's very cool because I want to damage it but also if at least let's go of Tristan then I can you know gloat later you hear it calling back in this voice that is made of many layered voices going Jasmine you've got the wrong person (laughs) 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 I'm not a prince why why can we not grasp your blood? We have no hold, Jasmine. What have you done to us? Leave this place, motherfuckers. Pa-pow. Yeah, and as your arrow strikes its head, the beast god explodes into ashes. It's like the arrow goes through its body. It just bursts apart and is sucked into the Antikythera, along with the pages of these books of power, and then the leaves around you. And Tristan drops to the ground, his ankle bleeding. Can I just help him up? Like, he's, he's, he's a wounded princess. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. You're welcome, young man. I take her hand and kiss it. Your <laughs> highness, I never doubted you would save the kingdom. <laughs> I can show you the world. <laughs> that song only applies to princesses called Jasmine, actually. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Not to do with me. Can't believe that uh, Daddy Ghost Pig was got the wrong person all along. I'm not a princess. Adam, beside you, Aquarius Horn, 
is sitting up and he watches us. He's like, oh, bugger me, you were going to do it. God, you're yep. a prick. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Beautiful. Well, all right then, but do you want this antidote or don't you? Yeah, please. Maybe we could declare a certain peace. I believe that my work is done now and the work of all my people. Yes. We owe you a debt. If there is something you need, leave us a message. And he, like, gives you this little file of liquid. And just off camera, you hear, Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Tristan's bleeding heavily from his ankle, but he's not going to let that stop him. No way. Aquarius looks like he's going to get up and walk away. And then he just seems to fall over and he drops to the ground. And then you realise he hasn't. He's dropped somehow through the ground and he's gone. Wait, you didn't tell us how to contact you. Uh. <laughs> oh, when do I put this hand and stuff in? Oh no, I'll just drink it, I guess. Yeah, so Percy, what do you do as you see this come to its conclusion? A little sort of sigh of relief. Um, I think I'm confused about how Aquarius is dropping through the ground, like as in he sort of just sinks into it. Looks it looks like he almost fell over and then just pff, went through it somehow. You don't know. Just disappeared. Yeah. Through some oh. magic. Not back to the land of the dead, like when we fell through the ground and appeared in the land of the dead. You don't know. Yeah, I'm going to sort of just stop and survey the scene, but my attention will be drawn to that, and I will slowly start to walk over there with the intention of trying to investigate that little yeah, area. Yeah, when you search around it, there's no evidence that he was there. I, there's a bit of evidence. There's a bit of blood. He looks like he had a bit of a nosebleed. And there's like a trail. It oh, stops. Excellent. So you can obtain that. I will definitely do that. Uh, Enigma, I think I've been poisoned. Can you just check this is the antidote? And then I fall over. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? What isn't realised there? I don't really remember anything about poisons and antidotes anymore. Brilliant. Adam, why? I say we just pour it. I'm just like, I'm just kind of looking at me like, well, it's not going to make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Enigma, you feel healthier than you have in a long time. I sure do. You know what? Exercise is good for you. (laughs) (laughs) So, you have about a week before the drink is going to arrive. Is there anything notable you do in that time? Obviously, you're arranging troops, you're you're guiding the defence. Are there any notable moments we see in that time of the preparations? What prep have we done already? You know you've got these four armies ready to go. It's really a question of where you're deploying them, what your plan is for when the Drake arrives. We can elide a lot of that, but just, Carve, if there are moments from the next week that stand out or any things you particularly want to get done. I think Adam does recover. The The antidote was good. <laughs> Adam doesn't recover and dies in daytime. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan's ankle is healed up, probably when he heals it, honestly, because between you, you're pretty good at that. There is something I did want to do. I wanted to try and... Uh, tentatively make contact with uh, the drake to see if there was any of Banbury left or whether we're dealing with just fully bestial drake. Yeah. Given that we've got the connection from the uh, little dream sequence I had. Yeah, okay. So we get a moment of Tristan playing his music. I'm 
on the wall where we where Banbury actually enjoyed the gig. Um, and it's night time and I've set up a few torches. Yeah. And I'm just on my own quietly just kind of... I'm just kind of... Because I also want to try and do something about um, not contacting Amphiphorax, but try and see if I can interrupt his magical drum beat as well. But So I'm just kind of noodling away and thinking of the Drake. And maybe I kind of... I, I use the tune that Dandy was playing yeah, as a yeah, kind of a way to cool. sort of find my way there. You, you've... But I'm doing it very gently and I'm just kind of plucking the strings. Just very, just the... very carefully. Yeah. Okay. I think what you find there approaching is almost like a sun of wild magic. It is a sphere of fire and chaos where so much energy is bouncing around that it's barely in control. Mm. And underneath it all, you feel a need. And the need is to destroy the Ice Watchers. That's what you feel. And you don't know how much of that is Banbury versus how much is the Drake. Yeah, I was just trying to think of... I, almost leaving like the echo of an image. Yeah. Maybe I'd have chatted to Percy beforehand to tell him my, my plan so at least he knows that what I'm doing and where I am and discussed what we think... If there's anything left of Banbury, what we... Oh, maybe it will be an image of Percy. Is Percy... Mm, I don't know. Percy, what do you think? That's my plan. And I just kind of want to try and just stir a little bit of the good in Banbury. So what could... What memory could I just hint at him? It's got to be a good memory. Like the good times, I want to, maybe that time we ransacked that guy's house. That was good time. That was fun. <laughs> we were all on board. We were all like happy. seagulls. Mm. Or when he or Jabruce, maybe. No, I don't want to. What about that time you woke him up with a knife to his throat because you wanted to? No, no, none of those. Uh, nail that nymph or whatever it was in the woods. He did. He did screw that. Where? <laughs> where <Yeah>. I didn't. <laughs> Remember, give him a good memory, something that will just as I mean, a little seed. Yeah. P- potato sack based, probably. We always insulted his potato sack. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got to find. I mean, I'm not really on board with it. I don't think that there's much of him left. Or I, I think that I know, I know, he kind of wanted to do this himself anyway. So. He did, but I want to, even if it makes him hesitate for a fraction of a second, giving us an edge, maybe it'll be the time. Him and Percy were in front of the Antikythera and he gave him, and they had that little talk. That talk was actually on the coast when they're throwing away the parts of Banbury's broomstick. Yeah, that's it. And oh, and Percy gave him a broomstick. He didn't like it, but he gave him one. Yeah. Okay, so it'll be that. It'll just be the, the, the echo of the memory of okay. a good deed. That is in there. You feel it kind of vanish into this wild chaos you have no idea whether it'll have any effect but it does happen i just want to flame it a little not flame it's just in there enigma do we get any shots of enigma preparing well i'm thinking too much about how cool it'd be to get elephants shooting water at things that are on fire but and how many elephants we've got i i don't think elephants are a big part of life in arashar what about um that our dude the mammoth guy well bb horn bb horn actually stayed south because he's a creature of the ice borders and it's far too hot 
Oh, did he not just, you know, hear about what was going on and comes up? I mean, you know, after all, you've got to get everyone in on the final episode. <laughs> so, yeah, BB Horn didn't come this far north, but you could certainly be, like, training dwarven fire crews. Yes. And, like, helping them prepare for a city aflame. I kind of imagine it as being the Rambo scene where it zooms in, where Enigma's strapping the knives to her belt <laughs> and then she's kind of sharpening her arrows... <laughs> And it's like a little montage scene where she's doing that. She's making some, wrapping some rags around one of her arrows to set on fire, which won't help, but, you know, it looks cool. We're not really setting things on fire. We need to do the opposite. <laughs> All right, you're freezing your arrows then. <gasps> yes. You're making... Oh, she's got some of the Ice Watcher penis shafts in their head and she's turning them into arrowheads. And she's making enough for me because I also shoot bows. <laughs> sure, sure you do. I like the idea of making, like, arrowheads in an ice cube tray. (laughs) 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 Like, instead of steel, they're just filling it with water. I also imagine, I I dropped a picture into the the WhatsApp. I imagine uh, that the Ice Watcher dudes are basically making, you know, canned defences out of ice, a bit like Iceman out of um, Spider-Man, Iceman and Firestar. Okay, so the Ice Watchers are kind of improving these also you have the siege bows that the dragon guard have brought the dragon bows that the dragon guard have brought and that the dwarves have been building so i guess those are being set up on the walls and you also need fortification around the dragon itself because that's what we're protecting yeah so we need to make sure that we've got that last line of defense if it goes too far yeah that they can't sure you know the, the people who are going to fight to the death to protect the dragon yeah. Okay. Adam, do we get any moments of Adam on this preparation? Yeah, I think because we were talking to Ellen Farnside yes. about making some like repeating crossbows oh, and yeah. like big like crossbows that could like, big, I guess, big like a big harpoon gun. Yeah. That could bring down the Drake. So I think Adam's thing with that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So you're getting some of these dragon bows and then being enhanced by the smith enchanters, finding ways to make them more efficient yeah. or faster firing. Uh, and just trying to learn like anything that the dragon guard can teach me about fighting a dragon. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe we see Adam walking along, talking to this this like alchemist who's like, Dude, I have this sweet ass lotion. You just gotta put the lotion on. It'll keep you really safe, dude. You're gonna love it. Oh, okay. Yeah, sounds good. Didn't save us, but I've got a, I've refined it somewhat, dude. It's pretty sweet now. Uh, what is it? It's fruity or? It has a range of scents. What kind of scent do you prefer? I have a uh, cocoa butter, and then I have a jasmine scented one, and also. A more general floral, I call it surf and sea, but they don't smell like that. They mostly smell like seaweed. No one wants to smell like seaweed, dude. Sure. Sure. Uh, the first one. I like it. You're cool. You're a cool dude. Thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we see Percy doing during this time? Percy does have one bit of unfinished business and... Yeah. Whilst we're prepping, and that is talking to Ulan Briar. Oh yeah. So I think that again, that's probably going to be maybe even sort of go to the tower. Yeah. Where those teenagers were. 
like above where the drake was. Um, that was a, a nice little out the way little area, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I guess we will do a ritual there with the sword as a focus. And you can just go to where Ulan um, Briar is. That's the other thing. Oh, okay. We'll just do that then. Where is Because you could just go through go through the Ice Watcher Gate, and you're basically at her capital city, pretty much. Yeah, but I would quite like to make contact with Ulan Briar without the Ice Watchers stood around looking at what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. And I figure that if I walk in through the front door, then they're probably going to shadow me. Yeah. Whilst I'm there, aren't they? So... You can ask them not to. And you have enough seniority. And tell them not you can to. Or, you can pretty much give orders here, so... I, I can do, but... I'm happy either way. I just, like, I want it to be clear that you you could have this audience in person if you wanted. Yeah, no, I like. I think I like the idea of talking to her yeah. through her item of power uh, initially, and if there is some reason to go and uh, see her in power to confirm a deal or something like that, maybe I'll do that as well, but... Um, I would like to do it through a means that I have control over rather than one that I'm negotiating for. Sure, okay. Um, let's see. Does anybody else want to join in on that, or is that just a Percy thing, you think? I'll watch your back. If it's if it's not safe, I'll watch your back with Matrix Vision. I want to see what she looks like. Perhaps we'll all do a joint visit there, but Percy will have a talk to her Okay, first. yeah. Um, to, to clear the, the way. Um... And I can't quite remember what it was we were going to offer her. But, well, we'll start this ritual anyway. Um, and it'll just simply be like, connecting to her through the sword yeah. to have a conversation. Yeah. So I will uh, open up a conduit to her um, and say, Bull <coughs> um, Briar, um, I am Percival Cleft. I've wielded your sword, Kalanoia, for some time. Now I wish to have a conversation. Are you there? You feel this almost ringing sound through your head and the air starts to feel very cold around the sword. You hear a voice say, You bear Kalanoi. You are the one who has borne it all this time. Kalanoia has found its way to me. Um, yes, I bear it at the moment. You're in a log cabin and the snow is outside. You feel it's close to the ice or maybe on the ice but it's small and homely and you're sat beside this wooden table and on the other side of the table is an entity that looks like different people behind shards of glass like if you looked into a broken shattered mirror but some of the reflections were not yours and as you watch this fragmentation changes and shifts revealing different versions of the individual behind, before you. And some of them look very human, some look almost childlike, some are winged or one-eyed. They all seem different. And you know, on the deepest level, you understand that this is the will of the ice. This is Ulumbriar. And she says, will you bring the sword to me? Will you return that which is my mending, my broken part? Bullenbry, I am, I am prepared to do this. Um, I, I have favours to ask in return. Is it all that you you will have the the sword returned to you? What what is it you what is it you wish from there? Bring it home to me, and I may earn freedom. 
the fires can be extinguished at last. Long centuries ago, the canvier trapped me here in this place, left the fires holding me. Without Kalanoia, I could not extinguish them. If I'm able to bring Kalanoia to you, the world as it is is facing reckoning. The fires are descending upon a place of power that we seek to defend and some cornerstones of the, the world that we seek to defend. The power that Kalanoia has, and perhaps yourself, we would like to bring that to bear against the, the fires. If you may add to, rather than us simply wielding Kalanoia, it's a part of you, in exchange for bringing it to you, then can we come to uh, an accommodation in fighting those fires together? You are far to the north, under the bright sun. It is a difficult place for me to reach, but my power reaches far. With the blade, I could reach even there. I could offer assistance. Then I will come to visit you in person. Perhaps let's let me posit this deal, uh, and I will come to visit you with some others as well. They don't need to necessarily know about this. I'm willing to bring the the blade to you. I'm willing to enter into some form of contract so that you are set free. If your powers are able to extend through the blade uh, and to aid us in the fight against the fire, that's fantastic. As part of the deal, we're expecting this battle and this fight to go on. Uh, should I be cut down in that fight, then I will offer you this. Uh, my my body passes, well, my spirit passes through the Black Gate, then I will offer you freedom through what remains of my form. You can inhabit me, uh, or whatever I leave behind on this plane, if you're willing to continue that fight. This is a generous offer. You believe yourself to be truly at risk here. I know this. I understand what you give here. There is no need for such an offer, however. With the sword, I am released. The power of the ice is released to give back to what it was. This is the true destiny. I shall remain Ullumbriar only so long as it takes to help you. Okay, very well. Then we will come and visit you in person. Indeed, bring it to me. And so... That up, and I will go and speak to Tristan. Yep. Say, um, so, yeah, if we deliver Kalnoia to her, then um, she says that she's willing to help us. She'll be free. As in free to do what she wants? Or well, do we think she'd turn everything to ice? Maybe. I mean, it's not really a massive problem, is it? If she turns everything to ice and we get to the end game, then we're resetting the rules, so kind of nothing to lose? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all tits up at the moment anyway, so... I mean, there's a small chance that we will release her and then she will just immediately take her vengeance on the Ice Watcher army that we've persuaded to join our, time, our side and kill them yeah. all, isn't there? <laughs> so. Yeah. There's there's so many gambles that one of them's got to pay off. Mm. I can't... We, we've learned from rolling dice that that's not the case. Yeah, there's so much going down that, you know what, it, we're either going to succeed or fail. This can't it's make us fail any harder if that's the way we're going, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of ways it could go wrong. Let's just throw one more into the mix. Why not? I'm on board. Okay, should we check that with the others as well? Yeah. I, ca I can't you know. see them being against it. We'll get together with Ingmar and, uh, and Adam as well. And, uh, say much the same thing. All right. 
Um, spoke spoken to Ulam Briar. Tristan. Um, the option is there to release Ulam Briar. All we need to do is take Kalanoia to her. <laughs> End scene. (laughs) Sorry, Percy, continue. So she might help or she might wipe out a quarter of our army. I I think that she probably will help. You've got a good feeling about it. Well, you know, she. The form of ice has been trapped in that form and and then bound for, for some time. We would be releasing it to the world. Yeah, why not? She was never a baddie baddie anyway, was she? She was just an, someone that became worshipped and got power and then was abused. So uh, we're helping her. Oh, I don't know, man. It, it can't hurt. You know, what What? What harm could it do? We've got Ambiforax. We've got bloody Bambri. We've got everything going wrong. Mm. Worst case scenario, we smash the river and be done with it. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Adam, you keep saying we should smash it. Jesus. Keeps going on about it. Hey, you smash your crystal ball first. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. Oh, you should juggle with both of them and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So we see this blue ice cavern, and in the ice on one side is this shadow of a figure, and the hawks walk in, and a couple of ice watchers have come up the corridor, but they stop at the end, and it's the three hawks. I've got a feeling maybe like Percy walks ahead. Say four hawks. Adam is a hawk. Sorry, yeah, I meant the three hawks and Percy. Three non bearing Kalanoa hawks and Percy. And Percy, as you approach this wall, the ice starts to give before you. And you see this humanoid form shaped in it, powerful and great. And you bring out the sword Kalanoa. Give me a defy danger, but I want you to subtract your ice score from it. Ooh. Which is the control that Kalanoia has over your mind. Um, whatever that says. Okay. Minus... No, current value is three, so seven. So that's uh, 2d6 plus one, so that's nine. Minus three. Eight, seven, six. Okay. Percy. Uh-oh. You hold up the sword Kalanoia. You turn it and you drive it through Alambria's body. Watches are cut down. <laughs> Amazing. Where Percy goes, we all follow. Man. Okay. Good job, everyone. I'm just going to assume that's the way it's meant to be done. <laughs> that was the plan all okay. along. Kalanoia I assume stabbed. that's right. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a good outcome, usually. That's, when it's that's... not you, Adam, obviously. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Well, you know, it's been going a long time. It was about time you killed a Lumbriar. So I think that's nice.
Now wow. I can finally sing Don't Cry For Me, Alan Bryan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Don't cry for me. The truth is I never loved you. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably latency on yeah, your the... part of the call. It'd be fine. What's the worst that could I've happen? I've dropped out. Can you hear me? What have you dropped out of? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you guys can't... Mm. Wow. Oh, he's a ghost. Yes. 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 You You're guys, a rubbish ghost. This is gonna be. Oh, it might be because I'm uploading a Mobile Legends video. Hold on. Not long yes, ago. Uploading <laughs> video. That's gonna be so much bandwidth. God. This is I'm gonna just, be uh, good. Just rendering Gotta three hours of animation. Right. You all there? <laughs> no. Uh, yes. We always have been. You're the problem. Yeah, we're not the problem. Is here, this all yeah. just me getting crazy? Yeah, I'm it's because you're uploading a Mobile oh, Legends video, no. Stuart. Like, you only, that's really only enough bandwidth on. I'm, it's probably working. Probably just not to do two things. I'm already backing up, Ali. I'm backing up, backing in, and let me begin. No, there's the root, there's the router plug. The router? Routers. Oh, so have you got like a mesh type thing? Your face is a router plug. Router. Give a shout out to routers. No, uh, the <laughs> booster, which is here, Oh, yeah, was signal off. booster. Yeah. So you are trying to use Welcome a tiny sliver of network signal. <laughs> trying to use a tiny amount of signal to do both. Yeah, whilst uploading a Mobile Legends video of Badang and his Fist of Fury. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Fist your fury. So how do you feel, Enigma? With my hands. Get out of here. You went too far. <laughs> I'm going to run through our show high-fiving people. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner pun! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a pun? I don't think so. Certainly play on words. Mm. More a transgression, I think. And Tristan You're does do that. Yeah, that's in the pantry and content. Yeah. Just a scan and... of every box of Ben's drawn. Yeah. Oh, don't forget the floppy, wiggly penises Ben had to draw too. <laughs> My massive stack of floppers. Yeah. I liked those. I was like, now I'm on board. <laughs> now you... First you had my interest, or whatever the saying is. Now you, <laughs> now you have my attention. Yeah, attention. Be very careful about what you do about now. Wait, is it a farmer? <laughs> You might want to re-record that with a more uh, and before no, accent. This, this is uh, Aquarius Horn has oh. that West Country farmer oh, accent. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, okay, that, you were like, hello there, lad, it's me. I, mean, I was like, Ben's got the wrong voice. No, I've got the right voice continue. I was aiming for. Um, what do you yell at it? I loved you. <laughs> it's like the scene in Aliens where Sigourney, Alien 4, where Sigourney Weaver sees that weird little one that's getting sucked through the air <laughs> hole and it does like that sad face and she's like, oh, what have I done? And then it turns angry and she's like, and pushes it through into the anti throw. <laughs> Spoilers for Alien Alien 4. Resurrection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry guys. It came out in like 94. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Spoilers. Catch up, all right? um, 
I sure do. You know what? Exercise is good for you. <laughs> now that's an episode title. Wait, somebody else fell. So. <laughs> <laughs> I also imagine I, I dropped a picture into the um, into the WhatsApp. I imagine uh, that the Ice Watcher dudes are basically making, you know, can defenses out of ice, a bit like Iceman out of um, Spider Man, Iceman, and Firestar. Okay. Yeah, an enigma showing a tush to the camera. Um, so there. I'm not like that in one. That picture. <laughs> <laughs> you are enigma. That one's the Drake. <laughs>